0: Sustainability is no longer a buzzword, but a way of living and being. And Aucklander Sunshine Yates is one of the best placed people to talk to us about how we can take steps towards living more sustainable lives. Today she's joining me to share her journey from her nomadic upbringing to setting up a business as a sustainability consultant in New Zealand. She's also taking us inside a community she's created to help make positive change and reverse climate change. Hi Sunshine, thank you so much for joining me today. It's so wonderful to hear about your business and the great things that you're getting up to to make a real difference in the world. So yeah, welcome. Thank you Linda, thanks for having me on the show. No problem. So before we jump into it, I, I just wanted
1: to ask you, whereabouts in New Zealand are you based? So I'm in Maharangi West, which is just north of Auckland. Um, it's a beautiful peninsula, um, probably about 45 minutes from the CBD.
0: Oh, it sounds very idyllic. It is. <laughs> yes. Oh, wonderful. And how long have you been living up that way?
1: Uh, we only moved here um, probably about seven months ago. So I was in the, in the middle of the city before that. And we found a house up here and moved up here. I think it was the beginning of June last year and just absolutely loving it I didn't realize I was ready to leave the city until we made the move
0: and I can't believe I spent so many years living in town I think that's a common kind of wake up call for a lot of people over the last 12 months you know with all the lockdowns and everything that's been going on people love having more space and living amongst nature a little bit more as well yeah I agree Sunshine, can you just give me a little bit of a rundown about your business? Um, I understand you run a consulting business to help people with sustainability and help with climate change and reversing global warming. So give me a little bit of insight into that.
1: Sure. So I run a a consulting business that specialises mostly on waste and recycling. And I've been working in that area for, for a long time now. Uh, with businesses and with local and central government and community organisations, helping people to set up recycling systems, find ways to reduce material use, um, measure and monitor uh, the amount of waste or recycling that they're generating. That's what my business is all about.
0: Fantastic. And what's the name? And then I have
1: what's... a separate thing on the side. The name of my business is Sunshine Yates Consulting. Which is not very original, but <laughs> with a name like mine,
0: I may as well make the most of it. <laughs> I was going to say, is that your real name?
1: That is my real name. Yes. Lovely.
0: Oh, it really suits you. So yeah, I'm keen to d- delve into that—the uh, the history of your name later on. But yeah, yeah, tell me a little bit
1: more about what prompted
0: you to start the business. Uh, so I've been working in waste and recycling since oh
1: 1999. Um, in different ways. And I was the director of another consultancy, Waste Not Consulting, for a number of years, and then decided to go out on my own and um, started Central Hates Consulting in 2017.
0: Congratulations. And how has it been going so far? So, you know, you're four years in now. What, you know, what have been some of the highlights for you?
1: Uh, I, I'm, re- I'm really enjoying it. Um, I've always enjoyed being a consultant and it's really nice working for yourself turn up at the office when you feel like it (laughs) the office is home-based so not much for commute yeah um also get more choice of what sort of projects they want to take on you know working as much or as little as one wants you know your your income is directly tied to how much you want to work which is Mm. uh, quite nice so would you say you've got more of a a work-life balance now I do. I probably didn't have to work as hard as I did in my when I had a, my last business and I had a business partner, but when there's two of you working in a business, you always, you know, need to keep up with each other.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So yeah, let's go back to your name because I, I have had a chat with you about this previously before the interview. I understand you had quite an unusual um, upbringing, something you described as a bit of a hippie upbringing. So is that <laughs> kind of the, the story behind you? your parents calling you sunshine? uh i guess so
1: yes um yeah i was uh, born in 1971 so right in the middle of the, the hippie era um and my parents were traveling around the world the backpacking thing and i was born in Colombia in south america wow nowhere decided to call me sunshine so there you go <laughs> lovely
0: oh wow so they were backpacking when they had you
1: they were
0: and backpacking then up the andes Wow, that is a true story. Did your mum did your, your mum have labour <laughs> anywhere unusual, or was it a pretty conventional in, in a hospital? I was
1: born by cesarean section, so um she went to the local hospital, and um actually it was a really good experience. They were fantastic. They looked after it really really well. Um, in fact, it was a whole lot nicer experience than it was when my sister was born four years later in England, and it felt like a factory. The um, Colombians by comparison we really knew how to look after the parents and the baby, a good experience.
0: When did your family
1: move out to New Zealand? Um, So my mother's a New Zealander but I never came here until I was 14. Okay and where were you living previously? So we'd lived all over Europe a bit, I spent four years living in a um, house truck even Um, and then we settled in France and I went to school in France for a number of years. Amazing, so you probably speak a little bit of French as well.
0: Yep, I do yeah, wonderful. Yep. So would you say that that upbringing then, which is obviously a little bit um, different from the standard <laughs> Kiwi upbringing, inspired you to really care for the environment and the future of, of you know of our world? Um, yeah, I don't know
1: how much it has to do with that upbringing in particular, but I know that my mother has always been very interested in social and environmental justice. And it was something I was brought up with as a, you know, something that was important. And I guess that just fits in with who I am as a person and my own personal values and morals, mm. ways of being. That's always been an important thing for me, making a difference in the world and you know, actually affecting positive change as far as I possibly can.
0: Good on you for starting something that you're passionate about. And there are obviously, there's a growing, um, I guess, movement at the moment towards what are we going to do to make our future safer and how are we going to combat this this issue of climate change? It's really becoming a bigger and bigger thing. And I know that you also are involved in something called the Pachamama Alliance, which is really committed to helping people understand how they can reverse global warming. So can you give me a bit of an overview of
1: that? Yeah, sure. So um, I'll start with where the Pachamama Alliance came from. So it's basically um, came out of the United States and Ecuador about 25 years ago. Um, the Quechua Indians in Ecuador um, put out a call for assistance, whatever that looks like, yeah. <laughs> um, to the universe, um, which was answered by some people in San Francisco. Basically, that the Quechua Indians wanted some help to fight off um, big business that was trying to chop down their homelands, you know, the, the Amazon forest around them. Mm. And they wanted um, some Western assistance in uh, navigating that Western Western system that they were up against. But they didn't just want help. They wanted an exchange, a partnership, where they could impart their ancestral wisdom in return for that Western help. Mm. Um, And that process, um, these three people in in San Francisco, who all in quote marks, Um, so they um, formed this alliance. And um, since then, the Pachamama Alliance has been working in the Amazon, protecting the Amazon forest and helping the local indigenous people to become more uh, self-reliant and resilient. And also working with the Western world using the ancestral wisdom of the Kichwa tribes to teach the Western world about environmental, spiritual, and social justice. Fantastic. And it's a really beautiful organization, the Pachamanga Alliance. And one of the things they do in the Western world is they run a lot of courses, a lot of them online, so that they can run them around the world. Mm. And mm. these courses, as I just said, are across you know environmental, social, social and spiritual well
0: and so are you well, like, are you the um the new zealand leader in this space in the pachamama alliance aotearoa so what happened is i've been doing courses of theirs
1: online for years i love their work and they um created this program called um, introduction to drawdown which is a book about climate change and how to reverse climate change mm. and basically offered it as a resource that anybody around the world could use to empower people to start taking action around climate change and i was so inspired by this workshop that i decided to start running it in new zealand it's just gone from strength to strength and we've been running workshops um, these introductions to reversing global warming for the last well, over a year now we've got a team of about 10 of us who meet fortnightly on zoom um, and have just been growing the alliance here, so we have called ourselves the Pachamama Alliance Aotearoa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not an official um, organization, but mm-hmm. we're you know closely affiliated with the Pachamama Alliance in the United States, and we're regularly yeah. in contact with
0: them. Great. I actually Thank have you. to confess, I did attend one of your workshops uh, a couple of months ago, which was very interesting, and um, yeah, I got I got a lot out of it. So. The, the, our listeners won't really know, unless I've read that book, what Drawdown is. Can you explain it? Because I think it's just so fascinating, the, the concept.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, in 2017, there was a book published called Drawdown, the most comprehensive plan ever proposed to reverse global warming. And it was edited by Paul Hawken, who some um, listeners might um, know of. He's been a leading environmentalist many, many years now. Um, And this book, basically what it did was that he worked with researchers around the world to see if there were enough initiatives out there that if we implemented them all, we would be able to reverse global warming. So basically looking at the science of Mm. uh, the different projects that we could implement that would have an impact, positive impact, on reversing global warming. And what they came up with was a list of 100 different Mm. initiatives. So things like you know, electric cars and solar panels um, and reducing food waste and you know a hundred different things like that across mm. a very broad spectrum of you know society and determined that if we implemented these hundred initiatives to some level between now and 2050, we could actually get to the place they call drawdown by 2050, which is the time when we're drawing more carbon out of the atmosphere than we're actually putting into the atmosphere. So that's Fantastic. the official point when you start to reverse global warming.
0: So 2050, uh, we could we could potentially do that if we follow
1: these steps to towards that now, yeah? Exactly. And what's beautiful about it is that they're all um, initiatives that are that are out there. They're all things that we could get involved with. You know, they're not. It's not like we're waiting for technology to come and save us. These yeah. are things that are already existing.
0: Mm. Are you um, talking about like things we could do around the house, like composting or not buying plastic, you know, containers going down to the bin or whatever, and getting up oats and you know that kind of thing?
1: From those things, but also scaled up to much larger community and mm. country wide initiatives, you know, like different ways of generating power nationally currently. Well, New Zealand do pretty well, but other countries might be currently doing. Mm. Um, So it's a range of different initiatives. They're not so much the little things that you do at home but at the same time they're all initiatives where you can have an impact by doing your little thing at home and it feeds into a bigger impact a bigger initiative
0: and I know that Um, we were talking about schools like how schools and communities can can make a big difference by introducing solar panels or yeah other other initiatives like that that can really help make positive change
1: yes so one of the things that we look at um, in this course that we run is that it can be overwhelming for people to know quite what to do to make a difference with global warming and where to plug themselves into, you know, the different initiatives. Mm. And we talk about the fact that you can plug yourself in this. Well, there's four different types of actions you can take from the actions around the house that you just described. Um, that would be level one. Or level two might be actions where you're involving your family in, you know, in taking action. Level three is community, and then mm. level four is the country, so central government, which might be lobbying your politicians or signing petitions and things like that. Mm. And one way of looking at it is that the place where you can have the biggest impact is at that community level, so the, the third level. And that's the example that you just gave with the solar panels on school. So if you wanted to, you could probably get your local school to install solar panels. You know, it might take you, you know, Mm. a year or so to get it organised and you'd have to involve, you know, your local school and council and other people around you and raise some money, you know, but you could do it. Okay. It's not impossible. That gives, and then it gives happens, hope. It gives a bit of hope to people who, who sort of say, What can we do? Yeah, so it's really good to hear that. Yeah, and, and, and the beauty of those sorts of projects, like those community based projects, is that they get seen by a lot of people in the community and a lot of people end up interacting with that project while you're doing it. And then once you get the, the solar panels on the school, for example, then all the students are aware of them and all the parents are aware of it. And all the other schools in the area are going, oh, why haven't we got solar panels on mm. our school? So you actually affect this much wider community change or nice. you know, yeah. that new miles if you're just doing it in your own home. So we need to act at all levels, but we've really identified that that's the level where you can have the biggest impact.
0: From running the uh, workshops here in New Zealand, what positive change have you noticed from the people that are in, in the workshops and your networks since launching it here?
1: We're doing these introductory workshops, but we've also been running um, a series of five getting into action workshops. And we did one starting in August last year. That was really powerful because people over five sessions, and these sessions are all on Zoom, really got to start to interact with different initiatives that they'd want to do and work with each other in the group to, you know, do some of these things. And we had a catch up Zoom call a couple of weeks ago with the group that we worked with starting last August. Yes. It was really amazing to talk to them. They're still really engaged, um, moving forward with their projects. We've got a WhatsApp group and they're constantly, you know, sharing ideas with each other and videos and just a lovely team has been built amongst those people. Nice. Um, And it's provided them with, I guess, a support group to go to around these projects. And look, we're coming
0: to the end of our interview, Sunshine, but – I know that you have quite big aims and goals for the Alliance. So, you mentioned that you hope to get it into schools around New Zealand. Tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, so we've identified quite early on in our core group at the Pachamama Alliance, Aotearoa, that um, we really feel for young people at the moment around global warming because it is such a huge issue and it's their future we're talking about. And it can, I would expect to be very depressing for a lot of young people and disempowering, you know, like, what can I possibly do to make a difference in this huge problem that's going to affect my future? Mm. Um, So we are really keen to get some form of our programmes into schools because they are so much about empowering people to take action and people actually seeing the opportunity that is provided by Global Warming to get involved and to have a positive impact on our, you know, our society and mm-hmm. our environment. So we're working currently, there's several people in our core team who are working closely with schools and actually with a couple of universities to try and get some of these programs um, to students of different mm-hmm. ages, to get them you know, involved and yeah. empowered to make a difference. Great.
0: Oh well I, I really wish you all the best with that um, and yeah I look forward to following what you're up to and seeing some of the positive change in our local communities um, as a result of, of the, the information that you're getting out there. I think it's really important right now particularly. So thank you so much for your time today. If people want to find out more about your consulting business, um, what is the website that they can visit?
1: So my, my business website is sunshineyates.co.nz.
0: Easy to remember. Yep. And what about the uh, Alliance website? Do
1: you, do you have a website for that? You do. So if you want to find out more about the Pachamama Alliance Aotearoa, um, the website is pachamama-nz.org. And on that website, you can find out about the next workshops we're running, to sign yourself up through that website. And I, One thing I did forget to say before is um, all of our workshops are free totally
0: accessible to anybody who wants to participate love it love it well wish you all the best and um thanks again for the great work that you're doing out there in new zealand thanks sunshine you're welcome thank you linda